Christmas at the time. Many colors. What? Really? <laughs> Christmas is a time of what? Many colors. Oh, I it's in many dollars. Christmas is also a time of many dollars. Hey, are you guys done with your Christmas shopping? Uh, yeah. What's Christmas shopping? Oh, man. Get out the note. <laughs> <laughs> I just ordered it the week before. Whatever. You, you can't do that anymore. Why? Amazon's done. No, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't think you can get. I don't think you can get it in time now. Yeah, you yeah. can get it in plenty of time. It's December first. I ordered right something now. two days ago and I got it yesterday. I think it's over. It's still December first, basically, right? I ordered some Prime stuff and it's not here till like the nineteenth. That's still before Christmas. Yeah, you haven't started shopping yet. Susan picked out what she wants. Oh boy, it'll be fine. It'll work out. Hey Kelsey, the reason you get anything for Christmas this year is because you didn't pick out what you wanted. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I did. I did tell Joy as I was trying to figure out what to get her. I said, I'm "Having a really hard time, but your Amazon wish list kind of." Sticks. She agreed. I said, "Not very helpful." Yeah, Greg, gotta update that wish list. Greg's all about the wish list. I live on my wish list. I don't have anything I on my live wish list. On my <laughs> wish list, I update. I do have an Amazon wish list. Time. Well, that's the way I buy things. Like. There's something I think I want. I put it on my wish list. Can other people later, see your wish list? Yeah. And then a Can month later. share it with them or is it just available? I mean, it's a link. You would have to find the link. But And then if I still want it a month later, then I buy it. Here's the wet blanket. Amazon kind of sucks. The what blanket? The wet blanket. Why is it wet? Because. Have you not ever heard that saying? Wet no. blanket. I've never heard that. <laughs> wet blanket. <laughs> I'm just like going to keep saying it until it clicks. <laughs> you pee the bed? I don't understand. What, what, what is, why is Amazon a wet blanket? I mean, let, let's not even get into it, but we got to bring it up that Amazon, what? Man, they're a big company. They're big. That, that makes them automatically evil, right? The bigness? That was the wet yeah. blanket? That was the wet blanket? <laughs> there it is. I am no. They're big. No, really, just that. There's probably better ways for me to spend my money on products than buying things from Amazon. Why? Where do you think the products come from? Places. <laughs> I just. I, uh, I, I think you could, you could easily I argue. Think we're, re I, we're recording this. You could easily <laughs> argue that the Amazon has been a marketplace I that has empowered. I don't think your mom made it this far. Your mom didn't even make it this far. <laughs> that has empowered more businesses to start. It could have. So. And it could be. Well, well Christmas. Why are you disappointed in I'm us? just, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in us. Oh. <clears throat> so the thing that uh, I'm trying to turn a corner. <laughs> you asked about shopping. You said so this. Us, you did you this to us. This. <laughs> are you done with your Christmas shop? No. I have to order everything on Amazon. Hurry. <laughs> uh, uh, I did, because Amber, I don't think Amber is not going to listen to this. So Kelsey she did, she gave me, <laughs> our wives are the only, well, there are a lot of people that don't care. <laughs> they only come to church because they have. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Most of the time. Over. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, Amber gave me her Amazon wish list, but I am done with her. I didn't tell her that. Thanks for the list. Too late. And all the things, the things that I got her are definitely not on her list. I think I know what you got her. Yeah. My wife just asked for things I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, sorry, you're getting the second-rate Christmas gifts this year. Who? So which of you, you or your wife, typically spends more on Christmas? Gifts. Uh, like per person? Well, like, so like if Amber was buying you something and you bought her something, who typically will spend more money? Uh, I would spend a little bit more, but my gift is going to be a little bit too practical. Mm. I, I am not practical and I don't spend money. <laughs> I think I, tip- I almost always spend more. But I think it's because Kelsey's trying to do what I would want her to do and not. I thought you were going to say because she's a cheapskate and doesn't care about you. No, she's not a cheapskate. I'm more of the cheapskate. I know. And so We've I always, met. <laughs> don't call me Zach. Yeah. Let's not get There's there. levels to this thing. There's levels, okay? Hey, don't. Joy, I was looking at the Craigslist free page. <laughs> Don't join me at the bottom of the barrel. Joy, you bought toilet paper? <laughs> I said one ply, <laughs> not two. <clears throat> oh, this is the worst podcast. <laughs> Today's episode is we get too late. We're too far in. We're nothing. committed. <laughs> Everything because, we said is public. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's not public if nobody listens. So yeah. <laughs> well, this is good. Uh, this is real. Just know it's, it's my ball. my. Like it's the like the government listening in on or looking at everything on my computer. It's like I don't care because I have nothing to share, and that's what this podcast is. Yeah, yeah, this is real. We're not we're not special. We're not primed and ready to rumble. We're just three guys who woke up today and decided that it was going to be a weird Friday, and here we are. It's always Friday. Does it feel like it's always Friday? Uh, less now than it first did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh man, more this than Friday, ever. This Friday doesn't feel that way to me. It it feels like oh, this Friday is Friday, and yesterday felt like Thursday. Yesterday feels like last. Oh uh, yeah, that doesn't feel like yeah. it for me. To, no. So what? What of your? Let's try to get back on top. Christmas. Which of your? Merry Christmas. Uh, growing ups, life circumstances, things that happened to you when you were a kid. Have you carried? They don't have to be. It's not to be super serious. But which things still have an effect today? For example, my dad was a marine, and that military culture infected him and affected the way mm-hmm. that I grew up, as a kid. So like being on time is pretty important to me. Uh, I mean, singular circumstance. Uh... I think the like non-singular circumstance, definitely growing up farm. I think about the probably there's several things that bleed off of that, but one of them is that you figure it out, figure it out. And two is that there isn't necessarily there is no stepping away, there is no away. It's just like because if you if you have animals animals are always so it's 
you, you can't just be like, hey, no pause button for that. Yeah, one. there is no pause yeah. button. And so I definitely carry those those things. I think of my the negative, my my parenting style. I love. Uh, as a kid, I knew that what I needed to do was make sure I checked the box, made sure I didn't break the rules, and that was success. And so I, I sometimes, why aren't you just following the rules? You know what to do, just do it, and it's not relational at all. I'd say the good thing that I experience is I have care for people. I see my parents. We're always so deeply caring for those around them. Mm-hmm. Neighbors, I can remember being a kid. Moved out of our house and in our parents had built a house on the land that they owned. The neighbors of ours who bought our old house got Fred and Lindsay. Lindsay had terminal cancer. Parents spent many nights with investing in them. Parents sick. Yeah, they really cared about how to care for I don't even think this tried to do. Huh. <clears throat> Natural yeah. nature. It's fascinating. Like the I think the older I get, the more perspective I get on life, the more I realize that oh, I didn't just I didn't just choose to be this way, or even I just wasn't as and not just this way, or was it made this way? But is there's a degree of learned life circumstance that happened? But to respond to that. Zo- zoom in to a singular day. Zach, you and I laughed about this a little bit the other day. That how much does it take to derail? Kind of how much circumstance does it take to derail a singular? I think today was. <laughs> but so there's derailed like this isn't what I expected, and then there's derailed like I'm just so angry at. I know there's a lot of different levels of derailing. I know that um, I what was the word you said last night? Uh, when you're nostalgic, not nostalgic. Sentiment. So, yes. Yeah. High sentiment. When you have this moment, and when you're just like idolizing a moment, like this is gonna be so great. Oh, we've had such. Man, I'm so sentimental around Christmas time because I've had 19 amazing yeah, this is And it's going to be, this is going to be the best day ever. And then it doesn't take much to just, doesn't go as hope or as And then it just really spirals. Yeah. Sentimentality, there's nothing like it. We talked about the last night. It'll set you up with expectations that might not be meetable and then just dash your act. I think it's okay to have sentiment. But to realize that these often will build my expectations up to a level that might not be helpful. Yeah, and maybe it's not the act of seeing a moment as being valuable or anticipating something to be great. That's not bad. But to also realize that if things don't work out as exactly, exactly like you expect, to not just feel like it's ruined. And I wonder, I've been thinking about this today, is like how much does that mentality set people up for the post-Christmas. That wasn't as... It was great. We were all together, but it wasn't as great as that. Yeah. It just didn't feel Christmassy. 
What is oh, feel Christmasy? I'm broken. Yeah. I didn't feel Christmasy. Now it's over. The thing that we're looking at this week and as our United Service is that Jesus, this doesn't seem to be a very common part of the narrative that we bring out. At least my is that Jesus was really set up poorly. <laughs> Meaning, I, I know that we can say he was born in a manger, he wasn't born in a palace and all these things, but um, how did, it would be easy to say, wow, Mary and Joseph overcame, but it's really remarkable when we spring forward just two chapters in the book of Matthew, the next chapter in the book of Luke, and you see Jesus all of a sudden loving, caring, feeding the needs of people, and not bitter, jaded, upside down. Yeah. How does he do that? That's always been my thing. Jesus had a lot of things against him, being born of what he was born into in the Christmas story, history of it, tales of time, everything. How on earth get through not being defied? I think... The heaviest one for me is that when he was born, uh, Herod was upset. They fled off. Lead. They fled off to Egypt. They flew. They fluted to Egypt. Fluted. <laughs> and <Yeah>. them. <laughs> there are a number. Uh, I, I read a couple of things that said that there was a large Jewish population in Egypt. It wasn't planned, and it wasn't that. That's just because there were other Jewish people there didn't mean that was right. But the thing that would be really heavy on me is that would the story come back that, hey, when you ran away, all the other little boys were killed. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's brutal. Yeah. Really brutal. Although, I mean, the edict was kill all of them. If you would have stayed, I probably would have along with Bill. Yes, yes. Every other boy. Yep. But be the only one that survived, yep. or like nobody else. Because part, part of the math that the the gospel Matthew Matthew saw was that hey Jesus lived and these others didn't. It's it's part of the narrative that was written, and so my assumption would be is that that math is done by Mary and Joseph and, and Jesus. They they knew that, and that's talk about a moment that would just derail. And Jesus didn't. You know, in like the, it's more like Catholicism, they had a celebration around Mary, but just like each of us, for me and Zach shared like things in our life that affect us now a lot of, hmm. I do wonder like what, how was Mary as a parent? Yeah. And is that, does her personality of things, the way that she cared for Jesus and care for people. Does, did that affect the way that Jesus saw and cared? Yeah, and I think that for a parent to be well, like it, this, as parents, we know that you do anything safe. But Mary and Joseph fleeing to Egypt, coming back, and then Herod's son was still crooked, and they they fled to. Nazareth and grew up in not their home. Jesus, his adolescence was never really at home. And, uh, and so to carry that, like, who would sacrifice that much for their kid? Well, 
parents would. Parents, yeah. <laughs> and but that's that's really shaping. Maybe not in the moment. You know, it's that moment when your parents tell you not you're not doing something, and you get really frustrated when you're a kid, and this isn't fair. And then 29 years later, you go, oh. <laughs> yeah. maybe they were looking out for me. It's the that tension of the idealized Messiah versus the reality of who Jesus was um, that we see starting from his birth, his early life, all the that went wrong or could have been better, continuing on in if I was to put a plan together of how I would arrive as the Messiah, it yeah, was nothing this, like Jesus. That. I think it's really beautiful. We're going to ask the question, why wasn't Jesus derailed? Why, why wasn't he jaded and angry and vengeful after this experience? And you can very simply say, well, because he was God and just play the God card. But I think beyond that, you know, he had perspective. He had clarity. He was compassionate, loved people. He saw what was really important, what wasn't really important. And unfortunately, with all those things, those are all things that are possible. And that was like the slug in the stomach. It's like, Jesus, you're an overcomer of all circumstances. Just like, we should. Yeah. <laughs> just, we should be. We have the ability to walk in that. Yep. A lot of days, I don't want to. Like, no, this, this sucks. I can't change this. No, I, oh, I can walk apart from her answer. Not, at least not. Well, and the greater picture of it is it's not just that Jesus overcame his circumstances, that he's continuing to overcome our circumstances. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're going to end with that conversation of how not Christmas is the perfect petri dish, the per- perfect uh, like moment to be derailed by circumstances. But not just for Christmas, but for the for twenty twenty for the for the future. How do you become somebody that's not derailed by your circumstances? And that's part of the tension as a follower of Christ is that it's so easy to say, unsubconsciously, because I have a relationship with you, Jesus, life should go pretty good. Things will work out well. And as you read and study Scripture, that's not a promise. Yeah, and but in, in the midst world, of what if what if peace in the midst of chaos? What about the Sermon on the Mount when he says, "Blessed when you're persecuted, blessed when you're in hardship, blessed are those who are in poverty." What if that blessedness is that you are faithful even when life circumstances come? What if it's less? It, it is a miracle, but maybe that miracle is also something that we have to use and grow and mature in. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! Uh, I do see, uh, talking with about this today, that what happens in the seasons where it feels like you want to work, you like, can't even figure out what you ought to do, and how that can be a season of just growing. And I think God's desire for us as followers of yes, that we would, we would know him, and we would know who we are, whose we are, but that we w- we would allow that to catalyze our life mm-hmm. forward, and that He wants us to grow, yeah, to mature into all, be able to walk, made us in, and that um, we can grow. I believe into a place that we don't ignore circumstances, but that five years from now, I hope 
that the hardships I face, I see them from a better perspective. That I have a better grip on, yeah, this circumstance is really hard, but I'm not defined by it. I get to walk with, with God and partner with him in the midst of suffering or hardship, whatever it is. I want to grow in. Yeah, and circumstances aren't all bad. And that's also part of uh, the, the, the defining too. Part of the um, breakdown of the hard moments is that when we've defined ourselves purely by the good circumstances. And so if you have a moment where economically things are really good and you define by those circumstances, and then when there is a moment that isn't that great, oh, I guess I'm not who I thought I was. Yep, Jesus overcame circumstances, and it's really, I think, a started from the beginning. It's pretty overwhelming, birth narrative, Christmas story, that he was, he was present in the circumstances, felt the reality of them. He truly was man, was God with us. The power of God doesn't zap away circumstances. At least it didn't for Jesus. Hmm. He should maybe what. Merry Christmas! Yeah. <laughs> Join us this Sunday. We have a United Service, 514 North 3rd Street, Minneapolis. We'll have 100 plus of us together in a room. Join us. Yeah. Enjoy your Christmas too. We, uh, we don't do Christmas Eve or Christmas Day type of services. We want to encourage you, if that's something that is part of your tradition, enjoy that, be a part of that. But also want to encourage you to really spend time with family and friends and friends and be generous and enjoy it. Yeah. See you guys later. Bye.